We have finished our Easter series, Good Friday and Easter, for a couple of weeks that we've done. We're going to go back and look at some of the things that Jesus talked about for the next uh, few weeks. And we like to do that. My favorite thing to do is talk about Jesus, in particular, what he had to say. And so we'll be looking at Luke chapter number 7 today for our text. Luke's Gospel, chapter number 7. For a number of years when my father was alive, my wife made Thanksgiving dinner for everyone, and she served it somewhere around 12 noon. And we always had our family gather in for Thanksgiving dinner. My father had a habit. He would wander around the neighborhood. If he found anyone he thought would have no place to go, he invited them to our house for Thanksgiving dinner. We took no offense to that. After all, one of the reasons that we were thankful was for our family. If somebody had no family, we were glad to lend them our family. Uh, But I would also say that over those years we had sometimes entertain some real characters. (laughs) You just never knew who was going to show up at the dinner table when my father gave out his invitation. One of those visitors stands in my mind as the most memorable and the most unusual guest. On Thanksgiving dinner at our house, uh, it was always a day to talk about hunting. It was our big hunting day for the family. All the hunters got together and went out deer hunting on Thanksgiving morning. And so it was one of the main topics of conversation was the morning hunt. When did you first see that deer? Which direction did it come from? What part of the animal did you aim for? Did you have to chase it down? And then sometimes there were more graphic stories Like, uh, it was so cold, my hands were frozen, so I shot the deer and gutted it and shoved my hands inside to warm them up. Those are always the typical conversation topics around our Thanksgiving table. But one of Dad's guests really left an impression on us all when they announced in the middle of our conversation in a bold sort of way, I hate hunting. Let's sort of stop the conversation for a moment. And then our visitor said, hunters really annoy me. Now, in my mind, I was thinking, I'm glad you're here to share Thanksgiving dinner with us. And in case you didn't notice, we are all hunters. But then our guest said, I hope that they will outlaw hunting someday. Well, I bit my tongue, thinking, this is Thanksgiving dinner. We are here to be thankful, not to argue with our guests. And so it was. I never had a visitor who was so out of place, so obtuse when it came to fitting in with the Thanksgiving celebration. Although we did not give any reply to the visitor's comment, I must say, I never had anyone who so obviously didn't fit in at our Thanksgiving table. 
In our text today, we see another visitor at the dinner table who just doesn't seem to fit in to the normal activities practiced at the host table. So let's begin our story. Luke chapter number 7, begin reading at verse number 36. One of the Pharisees desired him, that's Jesus, that he would eat with him. And he went into the Pharisee's house and sat down to meet. There's no name given to the host who invited Jesus to dinner, and that's okay. There's something said that does a better job of explaining what the circumstances were. It says that Jesus was invited to dinner by a Pharisee. Now we may wonder... Did this Pharisee really mean to invite Jesus to his home for dinner? Is it possible that this Pharisee was inviting some special friends and Jesus just happened to be standing there and so the Pharisee said, and you're welcome too. (laughs) We don't know for sure. Unlike our society, Jewish society was based on hospitality. And having visitors was very much a part of the culture. And a wealthy person might sponsor a dinner for the whole town. Besides, Jesus would certainly make a fascinating guest. It was said of Jesus, always remember this, it was said of Jesus, nobody ever spoke like this man. And that was no exaggeration. Not before or since was there ever a more fascinating speaker than Jesus of Nazareth. And I suppose everything would have been just fine except for another visitor who was most certainly not invited to the Pharisees' dinner. Verse number 37. And behold, a woman in the city which was a sinner... When she knew that Jesus sat at meat in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster box of ointment, and stood at his feet behind him weeping, and began to wash his feet with tears, and did wipe them with the hairs of her head, and kissed his feet, and anointed them with the ointment. When the Pharisee, which had bidden him, saw it, he spake within himself, saying, This man, if he were a prophet, would have known who and what manner of woman it is that touches him, For she is a sinner. Now, as I said, Jewish culture is based on hospitality. And it would seem that this Pharisee was wealthy. And so neighbors and friends would naturally be welcome into the house. It would be sort of what I'd call an open-door policy. We're having dinner. You should drop in. So literally... The doors are open and people can come and go as they please. But, but this man is a Pharisee. That is a very religious man. A careful student of the Bible. Well versed in the Old Testament law. He is part of a class of people a political party who lived by the rules, strict and exacting. And it was the desire of every Pharisee to carefully keep 
every rule, especially the rules which said, Thou shalt not. To be a Pharisee was to dwell largely on the negative and especially to hold other people up to their standard. So because of the open door, a woman gains entrance into the home of the Pharisee who would, I'm sure, have never been invited there. Now Jesus of Nazareth was a mystery to most people. He's the son of a Jewish carpenter, uneducated in the schools of the rabbis. He had the ability to speak in such a way so as to gather huge crowds, sometimes crowds way up in the thousands. His main topic was the kingdom of heaven. And so because he didn't come from the places where all the rest of the rabbis came from, the Pharisees didn't know what to make of him. And this Pharisee, who invited Jesus to his house for dinner, was trying to figure out who Jesus really was. And he wondered if in his mind, maybe Jesus was like the old-time prophets, that is, specially sent by God, especially given abilities to see and know the truth by God. So if this Jesus is a prophet... Maybe that's the reason for his extraordinary speaking abilities. And I'm sure one of the reasons Jesus was invited to the Pharisee's house was so that he could check Jesus out. But his situation has suddenly and most unexplainably developed. <clears throat> a woman was, who was known to be a sinner probably a prostitute, has come into the house. Now let me explain the furniture arrangement in the house. In the middle of a large room would be long, low tables, end to end. And surrounding the tables, couches with no backs. And people would stretch out on the couch with their left elbow on the table and eat with their right hand and their feet would hang over the outside edge of the couch. And around the outside of the room there would be an aisle where servants and maidens could serve the tables and wait on the guests. A woman coming into the house uninvited has walked up the aisle behind Jesus and she is sobbing the tears are pouring out of her eyes and the tears are dripping down onto Jesus' feet. And the lady releases her long, thick black hair and wipes Jesus' feet with her hair. She has tied around her neck a bottle of ointment, a strong perfume. She pours the ointment onto Jesus' feet, wiping everything down with her hair and when she works on Jesus' feet, she begins to kiss his feet over and over. It's a most amazing and extraordinary display. Completely oblivious to her surroundings, the woman 
pours out her emotions on Jesus' feet. The Pharisee, watching this unusual behavior at his table, thinks in his mind, not out loud, but in his mind, I thought maybe Jesus was a prophet. But if he were a prophet, he would know what kind of this woman this is. He would never allow her to touch him. And the Pharisee thinks, I would never allow her to touch me. The Pharisee hates sin. That's okay. So does Jesus. After all, sin was made what made Jesus suffer and die. Sin is destructive to our life, kind of like cancer. And no one would say, I like cancer, it's okay. But there's a very distinct difference between Jesus and the Pharisee. The Pharisee hates sin, and he hates the sinner. Jesus hates sin, but Jesus loves sinners. And so, the Pharisee looked down on the woman. She's a sinner, but not Jesus. He has a totally different point of view. Now think back with me, my friends. A few months ago, what happened when Jesus came down to this earth? He was born in a manger in a very lowly place and people came to see him. Jesus came to earth so he could come close and get near to sinners. Now if one of these sinners is washing and wiping and kissing his feet, She has come very near to him. And the Pharisee thinks, push her away. Don't let her touch you. So here we have this very awkward dinner invitation. The Pharisee is offended. The woman seems to be oblivious as she washes and wipes and anoints Jesus' feet. And Jesus is in between. I'm only going to guess. I'm going to guess something. If I could guess, I'd say that Jesus is sitting very close to the Pharisee or reclining on the couches like they did. Maybe even right next to him. It would be the custom for a the guest of honor to sit next to the host. And I would guess that what Jesus is about to say, he will say quietly and privately to the Pharisee. I can't be sure of that. But I would guess what Jesus is about to say, he will say to the Pharisee directly, quietly, 
keeping it private. But we, before we read Jesus' reply, there's a question I want to put to you. Why is this woman doing that? Why is she crying? Why does she wipe his feet? Why does she anoint his feet? And why, oh why, does she kiss his feet? Well, so far, we all know why. So let's see what Jesus says in this very awkward situation. Verse number 40. Jesus answering said unto him, Simon, I have somewhat to say unto thee. And he saith, Master, say on. There was a certain creditor which had two debtors. One owed 500 pence and the other 50. When they had nothing to pay, he frankly forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, which of them will love him most? Simon answered and said, I suppose that he to whom he forgave the most. And he said unto him, Thou hast judged rightly. Pay attention to every word. Jesus tells a story. Don't miss any of the words. A parable, if you will. And one man owes about $22. It would be in our money. And the other owes 10 times that much, $220. And when they couldn't pay, he says the creditor frankly forgave both men the debt they owed. So who will love that creditor the most? Naturally, says the Pharisee, the one who was forgiven the most. It's a fairly simple conclusion. No big mystery for the Pharisee. Simple logic will tell the story and gives the correct answer. So now watch this, verse 44. He turned to the woman and said to Simon, See how this woman... I entered into thy house, thou gavest me no water for my feet, but she has washed my feet with tears and wiped them with the hairs of her head. Thou gavest me no kiss, but this woman since the time I came in has not ceased to kiss my feet. My head with oil thou didst not anoint, but this woman has anointed my feet with ointment. Therefore I say unto thee, her sins which are many are forgiven, for she loved much, and to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. And he said unto her, Thy sins are forgiven. And they that sat at meat with him begin to say within themselves, Who is this that forgiveth sins also? And he said to the woman, Thy faith has saved thee. Go in peace. Somewhere, sometime earlier, maybe on this day, maybe the day before, Jesus was preaching. Now we don't know exactly what he said. Not exactly. Some people have tried to figure out the timetable. And they guess that this story happened uh, when Jesus was preaching 
what he said in Matthew chapter 11. It's a pretty good guess. And Jesus there said to the people that gathered, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, learn of me, for I am meek and lowly of heart, and you shall find rest for your soul. In the crowd that day was this woman, tired, worn out from her lifestyle, longing for something to lift the burden off of her shoulders of this lifestyle she'd been living. And all she had ever known was rejection. She was desperate to leave her past behind and find a new life. And no one ever said to her, come to me. No one ever said to her, let me lift your burden. No one ever said to her, I will give you rest. But Jesus did. He said, come. Come to me. And she felt his love. And she felt his kindness. And she said, oh Jesus, I believe you can help me. I lift my burden and give me a new life. All she had ever experienced before was just like the Pharisee gave, contempt hatred, and rejection. But Jesus offered love and hope and a change. And she believed that Jesus could deliver. She was filled with love. She felt like she had sinned ten times more than everybody else. Jesus didn't care how much she sinned. He loved her still. And she felt... Her burden lifted. Thank you, Jesus. So the next day, she went to find him, to thank him, to express her gratitude and love for him. And where was he? Eating dinner at the Pharisee's house knowing that she would never be invited, and knowing that all people would look at her with contempt, she said, I don't care what everybody else thinks. I've got to tell Jesus how he has made me feel, and how he has lifted me up and helped me. And she walked into the door, and there he was, reclined at the table with his feet toward her. And she burst into tears. And as she stood behind him now, and the fountain of her tears fell onto his feet, which were dirty, no one had washed Jesus' feet, which was the custom. So she loosed her long black hair, and she wiped the tears from off his feet. She wiped the dirt away with her hair. And opened her bottle of perfume and ointment. Poured it onto his feet. And still unable to express all of her gratitude in words, she kissed his feet over and over. And she didn't care what anybody thought. 
he hadn't planned this ahead of time. It was a spontaneous expression of love and devotion. And Jesus allowed it. He smiled and encouraged it. And he said to her, you believed that I could help you. And that faith that you had in me has saved you. You can go now in peace. And she quietly nodded her head. And with her heart all aflame and her spirit full of peace, she walked out the open door and left. The Pharisee watched it all happen. It was true, he did not offer Jesus, as was the custom, a bowl of water to wash his feet. It was true, he did not give to Jesus the customary olive oil that was used to refresh faces. And it was true, he did not greet Jesus as was the rule of hospitality, with a welcome kiss. He had miserably failed to be the proper host to his invited guest. But my friends, did you listen to exactly what Jesus said? In his little parable, he said clearly so that nobody could miss it. You remember exactly what he said. When neither one could pay, the creditor frankly forgave them both. And that's why I think Jesus spoke quietly and directly to the Pharisee. If he had spoken loudly, the whole house could hear, and the Pharisee would have been the laughing stock of the whole town. But just like Jesus came to earth to be near to us and to be close to us, and down at His feet, the sinful women hugged and kissed His feet very near indeed, so also face to face with the Pharisee lying on the couch, He came to be near, He accepted the invitation to dinner to be close, and by He reclined at His table to be face to face with the Pharisee. And he pointed out to the Pharisee, her sins are many. Your sins are not so many. She was a prostitute. He was a man who neglected and mistreated his guests. But frankly, I'll forgive you both. Wonderful Jesus. Wonderful Jesus. Only one step remained for the Pharisee. To believe that Jesus could forgive. He's not just a rabbi. He's not just a prophet. He must be the Son of God because every Pharisee knew that only God could forgive sin. So there's no other way to explain it. The woman's boldness to come into his house. Jesus' willingness to accept her touch. The explanation that he himself had already agreed to. He who is forgiven much will certainly love the most. 
either Jesus was the Son of God or, if not, there is no explanation for what just happened at my table. And here, the Bible is silent. Did the Pharisee who had his sins pointed out by Jesus one by one, did he accept the offer of forgiveness or not? I don't know. What do you think? What do you think? Could you be like him and see the sins of others and be blind to your own? And if Jesus pointed out your sins, would you repent and ask forgiveness? That's why Dr. Luke left off the story so abruptly so you could finish the story yourself. Well, this morning, the question is, how big is your debt? Is it $22 or $220? Jesus offers full pardon either way. Isn't he wonderful? Isn't he full of mercy for those who believe? And the whole reason he just wants to be near you who wants to be near you, close to you? I would leave you with this final question. Do you want to be near to him? Shall we pray? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your wonderful words, your wonderful actions that reflect so much about you Help us to make sure that you're always invited to our table and that we can get as close to you as we can get and be very near. Draw nigh to us, Lord. Help us to draw nigh to you and believe in you with all of our heart. We ask in Jesus' name, amen. Closing, I'd like you to turn your hymn book, if you will, hymn number 230. Standing as we sing hymn number 230. Close to thee, all along my pilgrim journey, Savior, let me walk with thee. Page 230.
Protect us all, bring us safely back to this place with hearts ready to worship, filled with joy from you and what you have done for us, we pray in your name. Amen. Amen. Coffee in the back, hope you'll share a little with us. Thank you. You're just